Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Lauren Conlin, and welcome to the second episode of Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon? We've gotten a lot of good feedback from the first episode, and the consensus here is most people are dumbfounded that this case hasn't been reopened yet. So let's go back to that day, July 20th, 2020, the tragic day that Grant Solomon was killed in a quote-unquote freak accident in which he was run over by his own truck in a ditch with his somewhat estranged father, Aaron Solomon, as the only witness. 
In this episode, I'm going to detail discrepancies in statements provided by Aaron Solomon to the police and the clear missteps of the Gallatin PD while doing this investigation. And let me tell you, it's going to leave you with so many questions. I was able to get all police statements, documents, and reports as Angie Solomon Grant's mother requested all of this through the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA. So I've gone through all of these police reports in detail, and I want to break down a statement from a responding officer, Kevin McKelvey, because it's so weird to me, and the discrepancies just jump out at me, and you are going to see why in this very crazy episode. So let me read to you Officer Kevin McKelvey's official statement. Quote, I arrived on scene and found a male subject that was trapped under his vehicle in a rocky ditch area. Sumner County EMS and Gallatin Fire Department were already on scene attempting to get the male subject out. I spoke with the father of the male subject and he was identified as Mr. Aaron Solomon. Mr. Solomon stated that he was meeting his son Grant at the facility and that he had arrived there first. Mr. Solomon stated that he was sitting in his vehicle when Grant pulled in next to him in his white pickup truck. Mr. Solomon stated that he observed Grant get out of the truck and walk towards the back door area. Mr. Solomon stated that he then noticed that the truck was no longer parked beside him. And he started to get out and look and heard a loud crash and observed Grant's truck had rolled down the hill and into a ditch. Mr. Solomon stated that he went over to the area of the truck and observed Grant under the vehicle. Mr. Solomon stated that he called 911 at that time and attempted to help his son. Mr. Solomon was able to get me information on his son, and he contacted Grant's mother and notified her of the situation. I gathered a written statement from Mr. Solomon, and he was released from the scene to go to Sumner Regional. I was not able to locate any other witnesses to the crash. I spoke with the gym employees and asked about camera footage, and they stated that they didn't have any cameras on the outside that would have gotten video of this incident. I turned the written statement and all of the other information over to Officer Wilson, end quote. I want to refresh your memory and read Aaron Solomon's official statement to the police. My son Grant and I pulled into WPI separately, parked side by side. I was still in my car, but noticed my son got out to get his baseball gear out of the back of his truck. I looked down to check a work email, and the next thing I know, I hear and see the truck rolling backwards into the ditch. I get out of my car to try to find my son and saw that he was trapped underneath the truck and immediately called 911. These statements feel conflicting. Nowhere in Officer McKelvey's statement does he echo that Aaron Solomon looked down to check an email. Additionally, and this is totally confusing for so many people, Aaron has gone back and forth about this. Was Grant coming around the back or the bed of his truck to get his baseball equipment or the back door, which would be on the side of his truck. There has been no clarity about this, and every single statement is different. 
Additionally, on Aaron's statement, and I will put this picture on my Instagram so you can see it, why is there not a timestamp as to when this statement was collected? Now, per McKelvey's statement, he says, I gathered a written statement from Mr. Solomon, and he was released from the scene to go to Sumner Regional. So does this mean that Grant was taken in an ambulance to the hospital and Aaron Solomon had to stay behind? Because I'm sorry, if my kid is close to death and in an ambulance being taken to a hospital, you better believe I am going to be right by their side, holding their hand. I just, I can't even fathom that this would actually be happening where he's like, no problem. Let me just stay behind, finish up my statement. And then, you know, I'll go to the hospital when, when this is finished. I mean, if we had an actual timestamp on Aaron Solomon's official statement, maybe I'd have a better idea, but no, the police here could not be bothered. Let's go on to the last paragraph of officer McKelvey's statement. I was not able to locate any other witnesses to the crash. I spoke with gym employees and asked about camera footage, and they stated that they didn't have any cameras on the outside that would have gotten video of the incident. Let's clarify that by gym employees, Officer McKelvey means WPI or Ward Performance Institute employees. There were two there that day. Officer McKelvey makes it very clear that all he wanted to know of these employees was if they had cameras on the outside of the building, to which they said they didn't, and then that was that. Case closed, no other questions, or no other questions that were in the police report. Now, obviously, Angie Solomon really can't fathom any of this because after Grant's death and very soon after, she starts to realize that none of this makes sense. So she starts to do some digging on her own. Angie contacted a local reporter who ended up speaking with one of the two employees at WPI that day. Let's call him Bob to protect his identity for now. And you're going to be floored at what he had to say. But before I play that clip, remember those three men that Aaron Solomon mentions on the 911 call? Oh, please hurry. I don't know. I don't think so. He's not, uh, he's not alert, right? No, he's out. And he's trapped. I got three guys here, and he's trapped under the truck. Yeah. Oh well, remember how they were just gone by the time police and paramedics arrived, and Aaron made no mention of them? Well, I'm going to play this clip where Bob, as we're going to call him, claims he saw them. They were definitely there on the scene, and they appear to be wearing construction garb. So let me play you this clip where a local reporter went on his own to WPI and asked Bob a few questions that day. Note also, Bob initially went outside because of the strange sideways parking job that both Aaron and Grant had done. Literally, a very bogus parking job made him go outside in the first place. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, in there kind of getting ready for everything right and um when i came out i didn't even know what was going on what i noticed was i was walking by the door the door is open right now and just cars are parked sideways as you can see like people kind of park vertically obviously yeah and i'm like dude why aren't people parking like this like, i'm like what's going on and then i came out um and the truck was already on them and grant's dad was over there on the phone i guess calling the paramedics could, could you actually just and this will be the longest question I have for you. Could, could you walk me through, and I'm sure you've been asked before, but from the first second you noticed something was amiss till, you know, I, I, I guess EMS and emergency services arrived on the scene. So what, what spurred you to go outside in the first place? Yeah, what spurred me to come outside was seeing the cars. Park so you saw cars? I just, I just saw people. And what do you mean park sideways? Like, not like that. Yeah, well, like that, but up here. Did you discover were these emergency vehicles like no, police cars? These were just uh, regular cars. To help. Yeah, they were just regular cars. I think somebody maybe yeah. the or whatever. But um, I think and like I said, and they said there were like some construction workers. They they had on a uh, high vis. Is all I know. So you saw construction workers. Well, so actually, let me take anything. you back. You, you came out. You saw the cars parked weird. How many people did you see? Do you recall? Four. Four three, people. Like three or four. The truck was already down in the ditch. You saw Aaron Solomon where? Kind of in the parking Just, lot? Like on the edge of the grass right there. Like literally looking out. And he's on the phone. Okay. And then, so Aaron, truck, and then who else did you see? I know you didn't know them, but how many people did you see? Three-ish people. And you, they look like construction workers, I guess? So like the yellow yeah, kind yeah, of jackets? Like what you see like linemen, construction workers. Uh, it's just like anytime you work on the road or like in something like that. Yeah. You have to wear high and it's three or so people. At that point, were there police cars or no fire trucks no, or anything like, like that? A few minutes later. Okay. Okay. That's super helpful. I appreciate that. So you you saw that commotion. I'm sure you kind of waited out here, or did you call to Aaron and say like, "Hey, everything well, okay? What's I, going I on?" I actually walked down here and tried to figure out what happened because in my I saw Grant under the truck, and from to keep in mind, I didn't even know what happened. It looked like somebody I thought was walking on the sidewalk, and the truck like came off the road. Is what you'd assume. Obviously. You don't assume it rolled backwards. And okay. he got trapped under you see it there. You yeah, think you just it, assume like, oh, someone yeah. was texting or something and drove into this ditch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we, then I realized after talking to Anne that they were coming here for the assessment. Like I didn't even know really that they were coming here. Um, so they're coming for the assessment, and then you know, four or five minutes goes by, and you hear the sirens, and they come, and then obviously we kind of get out of the way, and and yeah. let the fire department do their thing. So that that's one of the the major points too. You said you saw the three folks here. Did you stay out here until the police 
and all them came by because during the 911 call, Aaron, uh, it seems like he mentions those three individuals, but according to the reports, when police get there, those three individuals are not there. Yeah, so, I think they left. Did, did you see them there? I think I maybe went in to call Tucker, the owner of the building, and say, like, hey, like, you might want to come down here. Yeah. Um, something's going on. Okay. But, but you don't you don't necessarily remember seeing them leave? No, not, not yourself. specifically. Okay. Because I, I did at one point go in to call Tucker and let him know yeah. that something's going on. Like, you might want to come down here and, and shut things up. Sure. Okay. And then, obviously, you kind of watch the scene unfold, and they, you see them lift the truck. Right. And take him out. Yeah. Uh, did you did you talk to Aaron or anyone else after that? Um, I didn't talk to Aaron after that first um, interaction. I don't believe. I'm not sure, but sure, sure. it wasn't any meaningful things. It was like I just uh, was down there, saw Grant. At the time, he was moving his head and his eyes. So, um, so I honestly didn't know how great the situation was. I didn't see blood or anything. I thought maybe he was just trapped, like couldn't get out. Um, yeah. Obviously, like, really unclear uh, how, how serious the situation was. But paramedics up, get out of the way. Um, and then I go into contact and let them know to come down. And then when I come back, paramedics are basically rolling down the road and they're doing their thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, yeah, so you don't remember Aaron being called into the building and being no, talked to by police? Not really. I mean, he very well could have. I just. Yeah. I, I just could, could it, yeah. 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 And, and the last thing you saw was, I guess, did you see them leave? With yes, Grant? I saw the uh, the ambulance drive off. The truck was still there. So where they jacked it up, we still on the jacks. Clearly, Bob here had a lot to say, and there are no records of the Gallatin Police Department ever taking a statement like this. I mean, what the hell? This police work is just abysmal. How could they not find these three men, ask what they knew, figure out who they were? It's just mind-blowing. Also, don't you think it's worth asking Aaron Solomon why he parked like that? If every car is parked a certain way and his car is parked totally rogue? Yeah, I think I'd ask that. Of course, Angie Solomon could not make sense of this. So a few months after Grant's death, she hired a private investigator. So the private investigator spoke to Bob, the employee that we just heard from, and he also spoke to the other employee that was working that day at WPI. I'm going to read just a part of his statement. Mr. Blank advised that he did not look inside of Grant's truck. He also advised that he does not know exactly what happened, but he could not make any sense out of the fact that Grant was struck and dragged by the truck. It just did not seem feasible to him. Mr. Blank did not understand how Grant would have been struck and dragged. He stated that he didn't know if the truck was in park, drive, neutral, or reverse, or whether or not the keys were still on the ignition. He advised that he and Bob both had the same opinion that they could not understand how he could have been struck and dragged. Mr. Blank stated that the only people who were at the facility on the morning of July 20th were Bob, Aaron, Grant, and himself. 
He stated that it had been arranged for this visit to be a one-on-one activity, and therefore WPI was not going to be open to the public until after Grant was done. He advised that this was not unusual. Mr. Blank was told that the circumstances surrounding Grant's death are continuing to be investigated for any evidence of foul play, and he said he was surprised to hear that. Well, this statement feels slightly conflicting to me because he starts off by saying, wow, that's so strange. It doesn't make any sense to me as to how Grant could have been hit by his own truck and then dragged underneath. And then at the end, he says, wow, I'm surprised there could be a possible investigation into this for foul play. Well, if his death doesn't make sense, there should be an investigation. The last thing I'm going to play for you is an audio clip of when Angie Solomon took a video of Aaron Solomon explaining to her what happened the day that Grant died. He does this in the actual parking lot of WPI. Now, I want you to pay attention because I was seriously disturbed by the way Aaron was so narcissistic and made a point to be like, oh, somebody came out and told me that I was so upset and I needed to sit down just to make sure that I was okay. Like, what? What? Your son is dying underneath a truck and and you're telling us that someone was checking on you to make sure that you're okay? Okay, well, I'll play this and let you guys decide for yourself. Sit right there. We both pull in. Under yeah. the driver's seat. My yeah. car's still running. Yeah. Last time I see Grant right. is literally like this. And I see him. I don't see the truck rolling yet. Well, yeah. I don't even see it rolling until I see it kind of settling back there. Right at that time, I get like a word email, and I'm like, I just look down for a second to see. So I didn't, I didn't see to the point where he gets to this. I don't. This is the last thing I see. Did he close that door? He was closing the door when okay. I saw him, and okay. so, so and, the, and the doors right were closed yeah. when I get out. So, so I don't know when the truck started rolling because I told Tim, I said, Tim, if I had seen it start, to roll, I would have jumped out. If, if I see the truck rolling, I jump, I'm going to jump out. Yeah. And be like, hey, get away from it, right. just like, oh, whatever, yeah. or make sure, try to pull him away or whatever. You wouldn't have so I don't know whether he had gotten to this or so, if yeah. it started rolling and he goes back. I don't, I don't know. So then next. So all I know is I look down, then I look up and the tr- I see the, I, I look over here and I don't see the truck. I look in my mirror and I see the truck settling in the ditch so quickly. So I hop out immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hop out and I look right here expecting to see him like laying here or standing, or, or standing. Yeah. up there. Yeah, yes. up there. And as or, soon as I don't see him right here, my heart goes, and I start walking. And as I'm walking right here, the truck is angled like that. Yeah. And I'm looking through the windshield. So I'm like, all right, maybe he's not back in the truck. And I'm walking, and, I'm, and he's not, and he's not in the windshield. He's not inside. He's not in the windshield. He's not. Well, he's not inside the truck. And so then my heart even goes further. And right about here. I can see his red shirt that he was wearing, and I see his face barely, because I can't see his entire body because he's under. I can only right, see. Right. I can only see like this right here, and I immediately just get weak, and I immediately pull up my phone to call 911, and I'm trying to be calm for them, and I'm really. I mean, people. Somebody had just run out and said. Man, you need to sit down because you—they could tell I was 
yeah. me, but I needed to be strong and tr I knew I needed I knew looking at this that humans could not yeah like yeah, the three or four people or five people couldn't help at the moment that 911 needed to get here immediately so I'm with the, on with the dispatch going please get here fast so he was pinned over there yeah, he, where he, he, was, it had already finished its roll oh yeah 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 it did stop and he was over it there okay yeah. and you saw his and I'm like get here fast and I still had the number in my 1357 South Water um, my son is, is there's been an accident my son is trapped underneath the truck and she's like all right give me some more information and then then once they hang up crews are literally here because downtown is so close they were here quickly and and somebody's like man you don't need to right, you know, right, basically right, right, right. not come down there because I may fall and I can't and I'm like right here like laying down I'm laying down I'm you know sitting right here right yeah here. yeah, yeah. And get here and immediately I mean they've got fire trucks and ambulances and guys are getting out of the truck of the stuff with jacks and braces because I knew in my mind even if like it would take maybe 20 men to pick up the front end of the truck and even then the weight of it could roll so I knew we needed equipment quickly and so they get out and they're jacking it up and immediately a police officer says Mr. Solomon, we need you to come with us in here. And at, at the moment, I was mad. I was like, yeah. don't yeah, take me from my like, son. Yeah. Don't take me. Yeah, like, well, actually, before here, right? before that, I, I'm, and I'm, you might have heard some of that, because I'm calling you next, saying, there's been a horrific accident. I'm in a panic. Just get here. We're in Gallatin. Yeah, all that. Then then the police officer pulls me in there. I, that's when I heard it, in there. Okay. That's when they were yelling at Right. You. Yeah, because I was on with dispatch quite a while. They said, stay on the line with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so they pull me in there to talk to me. And in, at the at the time, I was mad. But then after the fact, I think that was for so they wouldn't, so I wouldn't see everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And make it worse. And then that's when we got them to tell us some of the regional hospital, yes. and yeah. I, I left and headed this right. way. Right. As soon as as soon as as soon as they got him in the ambulance, then they let me come out and drive basically chase the ambulance to the hospital. Yeah, but you never made it down there or Not like, all the way down there. And you there. didn't open the truck door or anything no, like no, that? No, no, okay. no, 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 nobody opened, nobody, nobody touched him or the truck because there were a couple dudes. You just saw it here and was like, I got a call. Oh, I got a call because there's no way we can help him. Somebody at a higher and level. And you can see from here that he was not. Yes. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. He, what, did, right, yeah. I'm right here. And his eyes are closed. He's unconscious. There's no mouth moving. I'm looking. There's no mouth movement. There's no crying. There's no yelling. There's no moaning. There's no screaming. He's out. I mean, I know he's out. Okay. Um, okay. Thank God. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we've built that up a little bit. See how Sam... About the way Aaron Solomon acted during this conversation, I just know for me personally, I found it oddly narcissistic that he almost pats himself on the back and saying, oh, I knew I had to be calm. And so, you know, I was calm during this whole thing because I, I had to be just so weird. It's like nobody asked, bro. Why, why do you insist on saying that? Like stick to the facts. And it's very clear that the facts are just not there because again, he changed his story for the one millionth time on the way Grant exited the car. 
Now, I know I promised that I would get into the cause of death, the postmortem, and everything to do with Sumner Regional Medical Center, but I am going to save that for the next episode as I'm still going through all those documents and there is a lot, but I will tell you, I have chills right now because I am staring at Grant's death certificate where, in fact, it does say autopsy and the word no underneath. So be sure to come back for the next episode of Corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.